0: Chicago Bears general manager Ryan Poles made it clear he believes in Justin Fields as the quarterback of the future for the Chicago Bears. But because he was honest about how they're going to handle this draft process, he left the door open for other people to exaggerate and twist his words to make it seem like the Bears, maybe just maybe, are interested in drafting a quarterback. You are locked on Bears. Your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter, at Sports one You can follow the podcast on Twitter, at LockedOnBears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook, join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk, and make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Locked On Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. Today's episode of Locked On Bears is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com promo code Locked On. On the show today, I hate to even get back into the quarterback discussion, but Ryan Poles had his post-season press conference and didn't definitively, unequivocally slam the door shut. But if you listen to what he said. And pay attention to any of the context of what he said. It's pretty clear that the Chicago Bears are all in on Justin Fields as their quarterback for this year and beyond. So we will hear what the general manager said for ourselves. So you can be the judge and really kind of take it all in and understand why it sure sounds like this is all about Justin Fields this offseason. And that the idea of drafting a quarterback really isn't on the radar for the Chicago Bears, but we'll also get into why it's easy to take what he said or easy enough to take what he said and twist it the way you might want to create or drum up a quarterback controversy that's always good for clicks and attention throughout the offseason. And we'll wrap up looking at the approach that Ryan Poles seems to be taking with Fields and the rest of the roster, where a real amount of patience, I think, is what they're asking for based on what we were able to see this past season. It was not the press conference that we thought it would be in terms of a definitive, you know, clear-cut answer there, but I really think it was kind of what we were looking for in terms of the context being able to be applied. You know, Ryan Poles didn't give us a ton of substance, you know, big earth-shattering revelations about this Bears team, but I did think he gave us a lot of honesty, right? He wasn't going to just sugarcoat things or, you know, gloss over things. He was going to be real and honest in both the positive and negative ways about this team. And I appreciated that from a general manager. It felt more transparent in that way. But it also, I think, that honesty left left room for people to kind of wiggle in there and pull out what they wanted to pull out from some of the things he said in this Press conference, And so I want to go specifically to when he was asked first about first the question was, you know, is Justin Fields going to be your quarterback for 2023? Kind of a question that should be an easy answer there. But then the follow up question about, you know, would you consider drafting a quarterback with that number one overall pick? And Ryan Poles, as we kind of expected, being honest about what that would look like, what it would take and and how they're really approaching not only the quarterback position, but the entire Roster with their team building philosophies this offseason. Did you plan on Justin Fenton being your starting quarterback
1: next year? Yeah, we had good conversations. Um, I'm excited for the direction he's going. And as I mentioned before, he knows where he has to improve. I think you mentioned that the other day. Um, so we're excited about his development and where he goes next. He showed ability to be impactful with his legs. There's flashes with his arm. Now, if we can put that together, I think we have something really good. Because
0: you have the first pick, there are people that sit there go a the quarterback might be available there. You're saying Justin's your guy.
1: Well, we're gonna do the same as we've always done. We're gonna evaluate the draft class. And I would say this, I'd have to be absolutely blown away to make that type of decision. Right. specifically, do you wanna see Justin Fields yeah. get better as, as, a, as a passer? Yeah, just um, as a passer, just for things to slow down, um, Mentally, and then be able to react and anticipate quicker. Um, Obviously, with that, we also have to continue to build around him so that he can do that uh, consistently as well.
0: Does that sound like a general manager who's unsure about what he wants to do at the quarterback position? Does that sound like a general manager that doesn't really believe in Justin Fields and is looking around at, you know, what his other quarterback options are going to be. Does that sound like a general manager that really wants to draft the quarterback number one overall and trade away Justin Fields? I mean, obviously he's not going to give away his plans if he did. But to me, like, that just sounds like a general manager that's just being open and honest. Like, sure, maybe it wasn't as definitively committal as you would like. He said, hey, we're excited about Justin Fields' development. We're excited about the direction of this quarterback that to me sounds like a pretty ringing endorsement of you know if they weren't excited about his development and direction like that that's a very future forward comment right he didn't say hey we're excited about what justin did this season or we you know we were happy with what he did this season but we're still evaluating that position x y or z he said no like we're excited about his development and the direction of him with this team like that's very future focused but he also said hey just like every single season We're going to evaluate the entire draft class, and that includes the entire quarterback class. And you know what? If the Bears had an opportunity to upgrade the quarterback position for a player that they viewed as clearly better than Justin Fields, they would. And I think that's true for pretty much every team in the NFL, that if they had the opportunity to get a quarterback that they were confident was better than the quarterback than they have, they would probably do so. And you know what? Justin Fields is not the number one quarterback in the NFL. There are quarterbacks that are better than Justin Fields. But that doesn't mean the Bears are just instantly looking to make the upgrade, looking to get out of Justin Fields however they possibly can and get whatever they could do to get a new quarterback in there. It's only him saying, yes, if Patrick Mahomes was available in this draft, right? If if Josh Allen, a quarterback that's right now clearly better than Justin Fields. Yeah, of course, they would consider upgrading the quarterback position if they had the opportunity to do so. But that's a really, really big if and not one that seems likely or realistic in any way, shape or form. It's just Ryan Poles being honest and it's not a shot to Justin Fields. It's not offending to Justin Fields. It's just, that's how you do team building in the NFL. It seems reasonable. It seems realistic, but it does give people an opportunity to say, see, he didn't say 100% they're behind Justin Fields. He didn't say 100% they won't draft the quarterback. So now we can talk about all offseason. Ooh, are the Bears going to draft the quarterback? Ooh, do the Bears believe in Justin Fields? And unfortunately, like I prefer the honesty from Ryan Poles. But it would have been nice if he had lied to us and just said, nope, we're never even going to consider that possibility. But alas, here we are. So I think it's important to kind of really understand what he's saying there and what he's not saying there, what that would look like for him to be blown away by a quarterback and, and how this really doesn't fit with where the Bears are right now or where this draft class sits and where this team building process is going. We'll kind of go through that side and understand better the patience that Ryan Poles is preaching for this team across the board, including Justin Fields next on Locked on Bears. The Locked on Bears podcast is brought to you by our friends at TurboTax. Go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Meet with an expert who will do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you can do not taxes. You can show your eyes things that are not taxes. You can unpack a moving box of Not Taxes. You can taste Not Taxes. Sing Not Taxes a lullaby. Hope that Not Taxes sleeps through the night. Grab a saddle and ride Not Taxes into the sunset. With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring your taxes are done right guaranteed so you can relax. It feels good to be done with your taxes, doesn't it? Come to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Intuit TurboTax, full-service products only. Video meeting while expert does your taxes required. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com/guaranteed. The Lockdown Bears podcast is also brought to you by our friends at Ultimate Pro Football GM. It's a fun game to play on your mobile device that puts you in complete control over an NFL franchise. If you've ever been, if you've ever dreamed of being the general manager sitting up there where Ryan Poles does and make these decisions about the quarterback and the rest of your roster, then your dream can come true with our friends at ultimate football GM, because you manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season and lead your team to glory. You're hiring and firing coaches, coordinators, training staff, scouts, etc. cetera. You're trading players. You're making draft picks. You're setting lineups. You're navigating your, your franchise throughout free agency and all the ups and downs of the season, all in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline, so you can play when you want, how you want, as you want, wherever you are. Locked On Bears listeners get a 100% free boost to your franchise when you use our promo code LOCKEDON in the game's store. That's in all caps, LOCKED ON. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on your app store. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. We're going to hear more this offseason from people talking about the possibility of the Bears drafting a quarterback. And because Ryan Poles didn't definitively 100% completely rule it out, instead we're sitting at 99.9, and so everyone's going to poke and prod at that 0.01% chance of the Bears somehow drafting a quarterback and, and trading Justin Fields away, let's talk about what that would actually have to look like to better understand why it's so realistic. Not to prepare ourselves for it as a possibility, but to really get a sense of how far off and unlikely it is. Because what Ryan Pohl's exact quote there was, right, a quarterback or it would have to be a prospect or something that would, quote, blow him away, right? It would have to be a prospect, a player, an opportunity, at a quarterback that really blows him away, a quarterback that he would definitively have to think is better than Justin Fields and better than what Justin Fields can be or what they think Justin Fields could be. Because again, Ryan Pohl says, we're excited about Justin Fields' direction. We're excited about his development. We see him as a dynamic playmaker who still needs to get better, still needs to improve as a passer, et cetera, et cetera, but believe in him and are excited about that. So it would have to be a quarterback that he's even more excited about than the excitement he already feels for the quarterback that he currently has, to be so determined and so certain that this other quarterback is going to be better than what they see in Justin Fields, to be able to give up on the bird in the hand here and go for the two in the bush. Is that how the expression goes? Bird in the hands with two in the bush? Yeah, to go for to go for the two in the bush there. And you look at this draft class, and I can't sit here and tell you that I've done any sort of extensive work on C.J. Stroud of Ohio State, Bryce Young of Alabama, or Will Levis from Kentucky. I've watched them in college football games this season, but I haven't like sat down to scout them as draft prospects because I don't see them as realistic options for the Chicago Bears. But you look around the draft community, both in terms of, you know, the media and the fans and even what you hear from kind of leaking out from different scouting organizations, This is not currently a draft class that has one clear consensus top quarterback, right? That guy that everyone has been watching for three years and says, this is the can't miss guy that you have to tank for. This is the guy that you need to be the number one overall pick in order to take this season. And I think perhaps that could limit the Bears trade value of the number one overall pick. That's a separate discussion for later on in the offseason. But for me, it points to so much a lower possibility than already existed that the Bears would draft one of them with the number one overall pick. It would be more of a conversation here if it was Trevor Lawrence, right? You think back to that draft class. Clearly, there was never a question that Trevor Lawrence was QB1. Everybody wanted Trevor Lawrence. He was the best quarterback in college football, and all of the quarterback discussion was, who is two, three, and four between Fields, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, et cetera. But everyone knew Trevor Lawrence was going to be the number one pick and that he would be the ideal quarterback that everyone would want, but no one would have a chance to get him because Jacksonville was sitting there at number one or the one we kind of have historically gone to before Trevor Lawrence was Andrew Luck back in, is that 2011, 2012 draft, I think, where it was just like, yep, this is the guy, the quarterback prospect that you just can't miss on. He has to be the guy. And there's no question that everybody wishes they could be drafting Andrew Luck with this pick. That's just not what this draft class is. You know, perhaps CJ Stroud or Bryce Young or Will Levis will end up as, you know, more clearly the better of the options. But we're already at the point now where some draft analysts think Stroud's the best guy. And some think Bryce Young is the best guy. And I think some think Will Levis can be the best guy at that position. I mean, you can throw Joe Burrow as I'm just searching through quarterbacks quick. Burrow was another one of those, like, really clearly going to be above Tua Tagovailoa and Herbert in the 2020 NFL draft. Kyler Murray was mostly that way in, you know, in 2019 as well. though. you know, Murray wasn't as much, and like Baker in 2018. Those guys weren't as much like the can't-miss prospect that people said, Trevor Lawrence and Andrew Luck were in their respective draft classes. But already you have some people saying, no, I don't, I think Bryce Young is too small and, you know, level of, or not level of competition, but like having such a good supporting cast around him and how that's going to translate to the NFL and, you know, wh- whether or not he could be that truly elite prospect, even though there's a lot to like, or CJ Stroud and, you know, the Ohio State quarterback thing, but also just, you know, what he, you know, him not being as decisive of a, of a runner and the pocket presence and stuff and being able to throw it down field. Like, again, my, my goal here is to not have the in-depth scouting report conversation on why Bryce Young isn't very, why Bryce Young might not be the guy or why CJ Stroud might not be the guy or why Will Levis might not be the guy. The point is that these guys all have enough flaws or enough questions about their prospect as a pro player that makes them not so clearly this can't miss prospect that the Chicago Bears just couldn't pass up, right? There's enough questions about these guys to say, well, maybe they won't be better than Justin Fields. It's a lot less of a sure thing that way, right? It's still possible. And, and perhaps even likely that, you know, chances are that one of these quarterbacks will turn out to be very, very good. Some team will draft one of them and maybe they end up better than Justin Fields. I mean, we just have no way of, of knowing that for sure. Quarterback drafting is so often a crapshoot. But the idea that, you know, th- that one of them would have to be clearly better and a more sure thing than what the Bears have with Justin Fields. I think we can already tell from sort of the draft consensus or lack thereof that this is going to be much more of a crapshoot and more of a, you know, they fall a little bit and try and figure out who's going to be the guy and and who's going to really be that one. Like it, it reminds me more of like 2016 with Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. Goff goes one, Wentz goes two, but there was some real question about that, and eventually Goff kind of settled into the top quarterback spot, but it wasn't like he was a can't-miss prospect. Like Maybe we still see Stroud and Young go one and two in some order, but it's not like, oh man, you got to get those guys this year because they're the can't-miss quarterback prospects. I just don't think the Bears are in that spot. This draft class is in that spot. And I I do want to call attention to a quote from the Lions general manager. He had his press conference on Tuesday. I'm not going to play the clip for you, but he said something along the lines when talking about golf, he said in the NFL, it's a lot easier to get worse at quarterback than it is to get better at quarterback. And that's kind of stuck with me with this fields thing, right? It's a lot harder to upgrade from Justin Fields. It's a lot easier to get worse from Justin Fields. If you move on from fields for another rookie quarterback that may be better, maybe worse, but more often than not quarterback draft picks don't work out and, with Fields, you still feel like there's a good chance this one can work out, so take it while you have it, and don't don't sign up for another lottery ticket when you've already scratched off some of the numbers, and this one is looking like a winner. It speaks to the, the approach of patience that Justin Fields, and, and then Ryan Poles is going to take this offseason, for his quarterback and for his roster, and I kind of want to go through this patience approach and apply it to not just Fields, but other players here and why... I think it, it, again, is further evidence of them sticking it out with Justin Fields, but also sets the stage, I think, for how they'll approach other positions on the roster of this offseason next on Locked on Bears. The Locked on Bears podcast is presented by our friends at PrizePix. It's the better way to do daily fantasy sports because Prize Picks puts you in complete control. There's no competing against other players. It's just you versus the projections available. Pick two to five players, and if they'll score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. It's a great way to make these playoff games that much more meaningful and exciting when it's not the Bears or a team that you're otherwise specifically rooting for. And plus, it's super easy to do. Entries can be made in literally 60 seconds or less. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with our promo code LOCKED ON. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. Just don't forget to enter that promo code LOCKED ON at signup for an instant deposit match up to $100. The way we heard Ryan Poles talk about not only Justin Fields, but some of the other players and positions on the roster suggests to me that like, yes, a lot of positions and players were not good enough this season and maybe weren't as good as the team was hoping for. But also Ryan Poles is looking at this season and saying a lot of these guys, especially the the guys that we're invested in and believed in, were not in always the best position to produce in all the ways that you might have hoped for. And we're willing to be patient with that, see it out, give them a better team around them this next season, and then have a more true evaluation of where they are as players and in the short and long-term future of this team. I think that's first and foremost the case for Justin Fields. Ryan Poles talked about how, you know, the offensive line was good in run blocking but he said needed to be better in pass protection. He talked about, you know, how that group went through a lot of ups and downs and there were certainly injuries involved with that and they liked some of the things they saw from some of the players but that's certainly a reflection on on what Justin Fields had to work with that way. He talked about how Justin Fields himself did a lot made a lot of great dynamic plays with his legs, showed a lot of flashes with his arm and now they want to see more of that. They want to see a little bit faster decision making, speeding things up and filling out the pocket more and more. The areas that we saw him get better at as the season went on, but still needs to get better with. And again, I think Ryan Pohl is punished for his honesty here when he says, Yeah, we need Justin to be better as a passer. Totally true. No one is denying that Justin Fields needs to be a better quarterback, a better passer, and produce more overall. But people take that and say, Oh, see, Ryan Pohl says Justin Fields needs to be better and that they might consider drafting a quarterback. Oh, yeah, they're for sure gonna do that, right? It's just again, he's just being honest in a way that's refreshing and we appreciate and it's working against us, even if it's not necessarily specifically working against him in this case. But the same approach, I think, goes for guys like J- Chase Claypool. Was another one here. I thought about playing the clip, but you know, it's. Well, I think we'll have more time to talk more about Claypool as we get throughout the off season. But he kind of said, "Yeah, like Chase Clank came in and, and mid season, and this is not the NBA or the MLB where you can make a trade and plug a guy right in, and they usually just pick right up pretty much where they had just." left off in our a great instant addition to your team. He said, you know, like it takes, it takes a bit more time in the NFL for guys to assimilate when you make that trade. Plus Claypool was injured in that process. Justin Fields was then injured and out of the lineup in that process. And that he kind of pointed to a lot of the obstacles that were in Claypool's way in order to have the production that maybe we had been hoping for him this season. And Paul's exact quote was like, I'm not blinking at that one. Like he said, I had really good conversation with Claypool, Really excited about him for next season and essentially feels the same way about Claypool now as he did when he traded for him at the deadline and is not dissuaded by the very, very low production that Claypool had since the Bears traded for him. To be honest, I'm not I'm not quite that patient with it. I'm not quite that confident with it. And I think we've seen other players get traded midseason and have more immediate impacts. I think that's a little bit of an excuse. But I also think there's still plenty of reason to think Claypool should be a lot better next season. Whether he'll ever be truly worth the the 32nd overall pick that the Bears traded for him, I have some doubts here, but I do think Claypool can be a lot better than what we saw this past season. It's not the point of the conversation we're having right now. The point is that Ryan Poles is taking this patience approach. You know, he gave Braxton Jones a lot of credit for everything he went through from from going through the draft process. You know, he was working in the senior bowl, combine, rookie minicamp, OTAs, training camp, and played every single snap this season. He gave him credit for that being a big accomplishment for a rookie that, yeah. He had some ups and downs and needs to keep getting better, but they liked a lot what they saw from him and kind of recognized again in a very tough spot for a rookie fifth round pick to step in and play. He was also complimentary of Justin Jones, the defensive tackle, you know, kind of said he, they thought he was able to find his own ways to make plays this season, even if it wasn't always sacks. And I don't, I don't necessarily agree with Ryan Poles' expressed confidence in Justin Jones. I was a lot more disappointed in him, and I was surprised how much praise Ryan Poles contributed there, But again, it speaks to this approach to like, well, Justin Jones had nothing around him for pass rush on that defensive line and one three technique can't just dominate on his own. It's a group effort on the defensive line, just as it is on the offensive line. So like he's willing to give these patients explanations or excuses or whatever you want to call them, but only for mainly the point for him to say, like, not going to make all of our judgment based on what we saw in 2022. It's a part of the evaluation. It's part of the judgment but it's not the whole thing. And he he's keeping in mind the context that gets applied to what we saw in the 2022 season beyond just what the individual player did on their individual snaps, but the things going on around them on the team with the organization in the season with their injuries and their teammates, et cetera, et cetera. And that's, I think how we should approach the season that perhaps guys we were disappointed with this year, maybe the bears will be a little bit more patient with and, understand that, hey, yeah, no one was as good as we wanted them to be, but no one was in a great position to be as good as we wanted them to be. So guys like Kyler Gordon that maybe had some rough moments or even at the end when Brisker had a few lapses here and there, right? That they're not panicking from anybody who didn't play great this season. I think for me, if if there was a guy that was benched this season, you saw, you know, some guys move in and out of the lineup a little bit more. Those are the guys they probably will have less patience with. But the guys that they stuck by for all every game this season, think Braxton Jones, Kyler Gordon, et cetera, you know, some of these guys that had some struggles and maybe you could have considered benching them or reducing their opportunities, and they didn't. Those are the guys that they're going to stick by and have a lot of that patience for. Whereas I think guys like, I'm trying to think of some good examples, like Armand Watts or, or Angelo Blackson on the defensive line that got benched. I think Larry Borum. And a guy that got benched and couldn't get back into the lineup, I don't think they're going to look at 2022 and say, oh, well, you know, there were injuries or it was a bad team or whatever it might be and say, you know, I, I, I don't think there will be as much patience and confidence in him. But I think the way they handled the players in season will be a reflection of how they feel about them going into this offseason. That means contract extensions likely coming for Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, Jalen Johnson to spend some of that free agent capital. I mean, there's so many big things that are going to happen this off season with all the money and draft capital that the bears have. There's a lot to break down all year long. So I hope you'll hit that subscribe button on the lockdown bears podcast, wherever you're listening right now to keep up with all of our daily in-depth Chicago bears news and analysis. We won't be quite so daily through the end of this week and the start of next week. I'm, I'm going to be out of the country for a trip for about a week here. So I'm going to try and get at least a podcast or two recorded ahead of time. So we'll have something fresh for you late this week and something fresh for you early next week. But I'll be back on the later end of the following week to catch up on any and all Bears things that we might miss in the meantime. So I hope you'll stick around. I hope you'll tune back in. I hope you'll keep making Lockdown Bears your first listen each and every day. If you're looking for your second listen or some other listens while we're away for a little while on this post-season trip, you can check out Lockdown NFL for the full league-wide evaluation, especially with the playoffs going on. A lot of fun things to talk about there or our other Locked On Chicago sports podcasts, Locked On Bulls, Locked On Cubs, Locked On White Sox, Locked On Blackhawks, Locked On Northwestern Wildcats, Locked On Fighting Illini, and and so much more. Go check out some of those other Locked On Bears podcasts or Locked On Podcast Network podcasts, Locked On Chicago sports. And be sure to keep your eye out for when we're back from our little trip here and full on in off-season mode. And of course, you gotta be ready for your next opportunity to Bear down.